We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work, use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging, so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash hack it out. Just go to Indeed.com slash hack it out right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash hack it out. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right, Hack It Out Golf Podcast time. Myself, Lou Stagner and uh, Greg Chalmers. We're going to delve in this week into Lou Stagner's DMs. The world of Lou Stagner's DMs on Twitter. He's got some funny ones. Um, let's, this, <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing what's coming out in this one. Right, Lou and Greg, welcome. Um, DMs. Lou, you seem to get a lot. I don't get many DMs. I guess I don't think I don't follow anyone. So no, you can't DM these people. You must be following these people to get DMs. Is that how I've forgotten how it works on Twitter now? No, uh, I actually leave my direct messages open so anybody oh. can send me a direct message. <laughs> you just Good plan. I, <laughs> that's I that, why. That's why I get it. Yeah, because I, I made that honest. choice a long, long time ago when I had you know seven followers. Yeah, um, and I just stuck with it. And you know, for for as many you know odd ones that I get, um, I get lots of really good ones. Yeah. Um, so those um, those offset some of the nasty ones that come in. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so my DMs are not like that, if anyone's wondering. So don't please don't try and DM me. Um, and um, <laughs> also, uh, just a little bit of housekeeping, Lou. Did you know that you can't be tagged in photos? Because you've, I think you, that's a setting in the background as well. You need to turn that off because that's annoying. Did you know I didn't that? know about that yeah. setting. Have a yeah. look in your settings. I try to tag you sometimes. I've remembered in the past in pictures, and it says, Lou Stagner can't be tagged in this photo. You can tag them in the text, but I can't tag you, you know, when you put the names, if you post the photo. Yeah, you can, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you've got, I can't be tagged in photos on, which is, is obviously a mistake because you've got your DMs. Got it. That's far Are less there, offensive. Should we just turn this into a podcast about Twitter settings? And oh, we can- Twitter settings. <laughs> All right. Greg, how are your Twitter settings? <laughs> Very good. I can actually get some DMs. Yours and, are open, uh, I, are they? Yours yeah, are I, if I follow you. Only if I follow yeah, you. Yeah, you follow um, Yeah, I'm, I'm that way some, as well. Sometimes people will, you know, tweet at you, hey, can I send you a message? And that, But, yes, I've only had – on Messenger I have had a couple of dodgy ones, usually based on gambling when I was playing seriously. Right. Um, and people get all fired up about that. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to hearing Lou's stories. Yeah, mine, <laughs> mine's the comment section is my little bag of tricks. I don't keep things like that open. So we're going to go through some of Lou's DMs because he does get some comedy ones. Um, 
Lou, do you want to start with the, what's the first one you got for us? Um, so in no particular order, and this is a great one. Uh, the only thing dumber than numbers is you. <laughs> <laughs> I was very drunk when I sent that one. Uh, yeah. no, to, be fair, to be fair, that sounds like a fact-based statement. I don't know what the problem is. <laughs> so that, what I always think is interesting with these, because I've got equivalents, I would say, more in comments and what have you is just how does someone get to there i can't work out how someone gets to that point because you're what's so funny with it which i like is you're only using numbers to back up understandings and in turn you could argue some facts you know like 12 handicappers hit this amount of greens it's a fact from the data we've got that there isn't no, there is no dumb or smart. It just is. That's what right. I always think. <laughs> <you know> I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. not really. Opi- it's not opinion based. It's not. It's not. <laughs> no. If if you know, if you do post an opinion based one, I get it. I get it. I posted a video the other day, like you know, was talking about um, you know, live and order of merit points. Someone asked me a question. I've got a YouTube channel where I answer people's questions and. Um, you know, I threw it back to the audience. I, I don't really have an opinion. I kind of think that it's this way or that way. But what do you like? I'm opening it up for the comment section to go back and forth. It's an opinion. There isn't a, an answer to this. It has to come down to opinions. But when it comes to lots of stuff, who does? <laughs> and <laughs> based on numbers, which is what that one says, uh, they're not opinions. They're just they just are. And I, that's what I think that what that I like that I think that's my favorite one. I think you started with the best one, but maybe you can no, talk about there's, there's some What's there's next? some good ones. Uh, and Look, again, hang on, Lou, just quickly, how many numbers are we talking you drawing these stats from? Like what are the numbers that you'll get? Is it ten million, one million? Like what millions are millions of shots, isn't it? Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, so amateur data. And then, you know, that's a good one. Here, here we go. Well, let's. This is. I have one on that. It's almost like we, you teed that up for me. <laughs> so I had a really nice fella DM to me, and, and we we traded some messages back and forth, and he was pleasant. So I responded to him, and he said, "Your data on, eventually, your data on amateurs does not match with what I see in my Saturday group." <laughs> and I responded with, "I I pull sorry, from, <laughs> I pull awesome. from a database." That has 530 million shots. And his response was, that's your problem. Too many shots. (laughs) (laughs) I I didn't respond because I don't know what to say to that. (laughs) They're the best ones. They're the best. Too much data. Yeah, Uh, Too much data. The the whole point with those data sets is to gather as much as possible to try and get some kind of usable outlook on what so many people are doing. Um, but they're using the goal of that data against you. And I, again, that's the one I often see when I see it in, in comment sections where they say something that I just think it's so clear that you've not understood the premise of what has been said, yet you're aggressively arguing like this sub point back to me that doesn't even relate to the point of what we're trying to achieve. It, it, like that is a good one. Well, he's right, Lou. He, I mean, he, his date is easier to work out because he's got less shots to count up. Just him and three mates. Yeah, four, and his, four, four numbers. Him and his buddies, that's all, all he needs. All playing off their fault, their fake handicaps. Exactly, exactly. Uh, here's a, another good one. Uh, and, and so I had to, I, 
I shared this one, but I had to, I had to bleep out the cuss word. Uh, math never won anything, stat hall. And I, I and it was they didn't use the word stat hall, <laughs> but math never won anything, stat hall. Um, it, people get really upset about math for some reason. I don't understand it. It's not just um, maths, though, is it? So it was the same. I often think, and I've said this publicly, what you are doing, so certainly on Twitter and you're starting to spread into the golf world is it's ahead of where golf is. So what happened, it was the same when launch monitors came along. When launch monitors came along, you had pundits, people of, uh, in inverted commas, with voices, respected voices, not respected by me, I hasten to add, but respected in the world of the kind of very shady golf industry. Um, and they would say things, I don't need an orange box to tell me if I'm playing well or, you know, playing good or bad. I don't need an orange box to tell me who's the best player. So they were referencing Trapman back then because that was the bigger name, obviously, in Orchmonters. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. And golf pros and audiences around the world would just shake their head at those, those statements. Because what's quite interesting often is that for every one that you get, which is funny, there's plenty, like that. I would say for each one of them, there's more that are getting it and loving it and enjoying it and learning from it. And what happened is those people end up getting dragged along because look look where golf commentary is now. They have ball speed on nearly every shot. They have peak height flying up on every shot. They, you know, they're using that data now within the broadcast where I could take you back four years where you've got main broadcasters absolutely hammering um, you know, the machines that were producing this data because they didn't understand it. And it, it, it's that. It's the it's the new and the lack of understanding. I think it's a natural human instinct is to put it down. It's to say we don't need that because I was all right without it kind of stuff. You must have seen it on tour, Greg. You've seen tour oh, players I think go I from not using those machines to probably nearly every one of them engaging with launch monitors at some point and now yeah. stats as well. Yeah, Mark, I was thinking about it myself. And, and look, to be brutally honest, I think I did it myself for quite a while. Yeah, yeah, people do. Um, I, I, had a, I had a coach, um, Colin Swatt and Jason Day's coach, and Swatter was very in front of the curve when Mark Brody started doing strokes gained and things like that. And Swatter really embraced it as a coach. He's kind of one of the first guys. And he wanted me to get really into that in terms of preparation. And he was talking to all the early stats people um, about how to prepare better based on looking at these stats and what were the important stats and what not to look at and blah, blah, blah. And he used to send me information and I used to just push it aside because I was like, I was, it took, it was actually quite confronting. I had to sort of look at myself a little bit and go, Hey, you're missing the window here. You're missing what could help you improve if you don't evolve with the information. Um, and guys in my age bracket, typically that can be a little bit confronting because you might find out you did things wrong for years. Yeah. Right. And that was certainly confronting. But in going forward, I thought, look, my job is to get the best out of myself. So if I can use this information to do that, then why don't I use the information? Yeah, um, yeah definitely. Yeah, definitely thought that uh, you, it's just that trap of sort of 
uh, well, I think I know everything I need to know. And that's not really growing, is it? It's not really improving. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You've got to be able to develop. So where you say it's maths, Lou, I think maths does rub people up the wrong way, like you say, as well, because obviously people do want golf to be romantic, don't they? They want it to be cardigans, cardigans stiff collars, gentlemen playing, and it being all that kind of romantic, what it, you know, you just happen to be good. Aren't they lucky to be good? They, they don't like the fact that certain things have been worked out that you shouldn't be doing it like that. You should be doing it that. And the thing is, is those things have been worked out by maths. Trackman, just maths. It's just it's just launch data. It's just ballistic. It comes from ballistics. It comes from missiles, um, uh, radar, uh, tracking uh, ballistics. And that's what it's doing. It's just it's tracking a projectile that now happens to be a golf ball and then using maths to deliver you all the numbers. Um, it, it's, um, I think it, it's just people are a bit worried of things that are new. You're too new, Lou. You're too, too ahead new. of the curve. Too new. So, cause you invented uh, maths, of, didn't you? I did. I did. <laughs> all of this. Uh, so you can just about any topic. I probably have a DM on and I have one here on launch monitor. So I, I've done a few tests in the past where, I've asked for volunteers, people with launch monitors to participate and, and hit drivers for me or hit irons, whatever the test might be. And this person reached out to me and and and, and said they had a GC quad and, and they would they would do the test. And then a couple of days later, I got a DM that said, in a fit of rage, I broke my launch monitor. Wish I could participate in your driver test, but sorry, I can't. <laughs> oh, there's, there's oh, so a few grand down the toilet. Yeah, they swung their club at it. Is that they what they're swung saying? Their, oh, uh, my yeah. I, I think they took out their GC quad. and No, and, uh, that's yeah. serious. What are they that's like big. on the golf course? Wow. Well, I don't know. <laughs> that, must be, that must be entertaining to play with. Ooh, it must be something, but that's an expensive, expensive uh, morning. The poor sure. thing's just sat there calculating from pictures what's happened. In sp- it's not doing anything. The person's doing all the stuff, and it's got smashed. Su- it's like surprised they didn't send you the bill. <laughs> it's, <laughs> like, bill it's like sitting there going, oh, should I give this number? No, that one 300 yards, not 220, because it's scared it's going to get a club in the main um in the main camera or something it's insane that's that's proper anger isn't it yeah this next one here um is very recent and uh i think greg can maybe learn something from this so for those that don't know greg is a fantastic putter he's got one recently that said uh i don't care that pros only make it four percent of the time if they didn't putt so scared from long range they would make as many as me (laughs) (laughs) awesome greg you've been doing it wrong all these years man i I know your putting stats are great but it just i wonder what they could have been yeah i gotta meet this guy this guy knows it that's That's awesome that is quite a common theory i get that when i talk with students about numbers is that they turn it into negativity as in a bad thing does that make sense so Obviously, lots of the time the numbers are showing us maybe that we're not quite as good as we think. But I think that's really positive because hey, if I or to me, if I relate that to myself, I think, okay, I can focus my time now on the bit that matters. That's really positive, isn't it? Rather than just having to practice everything equal because you don't really know what's costing you. Um, and then I would, I also think, cool, in, in the chance of me managing my emotions on a golf course. Now, if I was to play now, we were literally talking about this the other day, you know, I would want to know almost averages from each distance within certain buckets so I can really 
A, not only pick better targets, but B, when I miss a green from 170, which I'm going to do X percent of the time, I just think, well, that happens. Like it, it misses. Like one of the guys I filmed with the other day, Matt, he missed a three foot part at a point that really mattered and we giggled and it was laughing. It was on camera. But I said to him, like, you're going to miss one. Like you don't make a hundred percent from that distance. It just happens that we got lucky. It was on camera and it was the 18th. And I just think that would help me steam out of the car park at about five miles an hour less than I would have normally steamed out of the car park missing that part on the last. Because it's just like the maths allow you to actually delve down and deal with your emotions. I, where people do see the negative side often, I think the negative side is the positive side of it. D- does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Low question, Mark. I think one of the things I did once I learned some of these numbers, particularly putting on the business end when you're getting down to, you know, getting the ball in the hole, um, it comes back to lose, you know, hashtag a user's manager expectations. I found that that helped me mentally because let's say I'm only a 4% chance to hold something from that distance. Well, I just change. okay, my job is just give it a chance. Just roll it around the hole somewhere. Just roll the ball well and give it a chance to roll past the hole with a, with a, at a speed that's a chance to go in uh, because you are relying a lot on just chance yeah. um, at, from those kind of distances. So, yeah, I just changed my expectations a little bit. And, you know, don't get mad until you start to get closer to the hole. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like yeah. When, yeah. You, when you feel like you deserve to make it or should make it. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think that's um, it, it's such an important part of the game is to understand what's reasonable, especially what's reasonable for your skill level. So uh, eight feet, you know, that's closer. Um, is there ever been an eight foot putt, Greg, that you haven't tried to make? No, Pro- probably not. Right. You're trying to make every eight footer. Um, if you in your make rate is not 100 percent from eight feet, uh, PGA Tour pros are about 50 percent. You were probably slightly above that, uh, given how good of a putter you were. Um, so if you didn't have 100% make rate at the end of the season from eight feet, would you be upset? No. no. Even no, though no, you're no. trying to make every putt, you're trying to make every eight footer, you won't. Now, if you're only making 40% of your eight footers, that's probably an issue. And you're going to need to work on your your putting from that distance. If you're making 60%, you're doing great. You're you're well ahead of what's typical for PGA Tour pros, which is why for us amateurs, it's so important to track your stats and understand where you are. Now, you should try to make every shot. You should try to hit every shot as well as you possibly can, but you won't. And looking at your stats and seeing where you are for whatever skill it happens to be, uh, as long as it's uh, reasonable relative to your skill level, you know, you shouldn't get upset and, and you shouldn't get upset anyway. You should just use that information to find areas of your game that you can work on and get better. That's how I think of it anyway. Yeah. Absolutely. Just quickly, what are the what are the best apps for tracking stats? Well, I mean, I, I, I'm affiliated with Arcos, um, yeah. so I, I love Arcos, um, but there's other things out there you can use. Yeah. I mean, um, you've got ShotScope, you've got Mark Brody's app. 
um, golf right. metrics if you want it. That dials down pretty good. Um, you've got, um, I think, TaylorMade have an app. There are plenty of apps on a phone that you can use. Uh, and for some people, even it's just, like I always say to them, it's about even just rather than going all in at the start and lots that's good. Sometimes it's just about like if you follow people like Lou and I've done videos around ideas, how many free putts do you have around and how many are you meant to have around in the average of what you're trying to achieve of what your handicap is a great place to start. It's such a good place to see how you're benchmarking against another player. How many drives do you hit in play? So in play, meaning that you have a fair shot at getting on the green with your next one. Or if you have a handicap, you were net able to get onto that green. Just working things like that out at the start. If you don't want to go all in with the app and make purchases, a great ways of just seeing how you benchmark. You know, Lou has it. I've got it. There'll be certain amount of penalty shots that players have in a round and they're subject to handicap. They go up as the handicaps go up and come down as the handicaps come down. It's something like... Point off the top of my head here, 0.9 for a you know a scratch to five or something penalty shots per round and something like I don't know four for a twenty handicapper off the top of my head. <laughs> there you go, four shots straight off the bat that you can look at what's causing those penalty shots and then think okay, you know the third hole I have a lot of penalty shots on the third hole maybe I should change my target maybe it is a chance to hit a different club off the tee. Whatever it is, maybe I shouldn't try and hit this green in two because I often block it into that bush or whatever. Um, certainly if you're playing the same, I've worked with some golfers where they play the same course every week and you start looking at how they're playing the course. Very individual uh, ideas can make them navigate certain holes that are costing them double bogeys. There's another great one. The double bogey count goes up through handicaps and comes down through handicaps there. They're great ways of just starting off a bit of counting before then diving down to the next layer. Because sometimes, it has to be said, Lou, I mean, and I've done it a little bit. I think you're very different because you're in a very small percentage. Collecting stats is boring. It's hard work. There's certain devices that make it easier, like you say with Arcos that you're associated with and ShotScope and other ones, they make it easier. But there is still an element of sitting after a round and tidying up and it doesn't capture the shot perfectly every time. You know, the amount of times people say to me, oh, I had the shots go watch, but it, you know, I wasn't there. It missed my pitching wedge. And I just think, yeah, but you just hit add shot and put it in. Like if, if you want, I don't want it to do it exactly for me. I want to walk around my round after, but lots of people don't, do they? So just some basic stats can get you going. I always think, don't you think, Lou? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, and the investment is well worth uh, what you're going to get out of it. If you're serious about improving, understanding the parts of your game that you're good at and, and you're bad at is going to help you focus on the parts of the game that need work and focusing on the parts of the game that need the most work is going to allow you to improve quicker. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, in my opinion, it is absolutely well worth the time investment to, to go through and make sure you have good information on you. Yeah, because we're, we're giggling and Lou gets funny DMs and they are funny. But what I do, and I've seen this over the 12, 13 years I've done um, content, and I've often been forward thinking in the equipment I use, launch monitors, those kind of things. Um, but what happens is every bad comment, every comment that blatantly doesn't understand what I'm saying or doesn't understand the concept, but it's using an aggressive tone to try and say oh, that I'm an idiot. I just think, OK, that's cool. That's just another bit of content I can make. That's just another bit of education we can put out because 
this person won't not get it. Golf's only going this one way. It's not going another way. When launch monitors came along, and that was the big one for me, they weren't going to disappear. They were just going to come more and more and more like they have embedded in the sport. So the people who were resisting, I used to think, okay, how else can I help them, persuade them that they could help them kind of thing. So even though we're giggling at these messages, I do think that I just see it as every each one that doesn't quite miss, they slightly miss the point. I just think, okay, well, that's two years, five years of extra education, good tweets from Lou and good videos and all the rest of it. Um, so I think there's positive to be taken off it. But I'm saying that, what's the next one we're going to laugh at, Lou? <laughs> um, boy, which one are we going to? Right, here's a good one. All right, here's a good one. Um, I love all your content. Quick question. What are the odds I get sandbagged by the pond scum at my course? <laughs> See, I don't get that one. I don't. What does that? I know sandbagging means that their handicap yeah. is too high. Yeah, they're yeah. they're handicapped. They're yeah, they're they're cheating with their handicap. I guess okay. you know they're you know yes. they're, they they say they're a fifteen, but they're really a five, and they, you know they go out and shoot. 72 and you know net 57 and you just can't beat that so dude that was rife at my club growing up as a kid there was a real skill in the ability to win all your bets win a golf ball in the competition like have enough points but not upset your handicap you know it was it was it was these guys would just nut it down every i don't know why you'd want to do that like yeah yeah that's not fun to me no to me Um, how low can i go that's the only game i'm playing Yes. Oh, they'd get really frustrated if they had a great day because it meant they lost a couple of shots and they wouldn't win the bets for the next month Yeah, well, or I, two I, months. Yeah, there was, always, there was only ever a couple at my club, but it was always the same faces at each club, like a similar personality almost. But you used to get the ones who were playing in a – I used to – there was a guy who used to play in like some mixed tournaments and they would do quite well. They He had over a partner that was like – you know, uh, in, back in those days, if you had a female golfer who was decent – you could do well in the mixed open kind of thing. And he would purposely hit it down the 18th for a couple of times to make sure he didn't get his handicap cut because he was playing an event next week kind of thing. And I used to just think, oh, my God. Yeah, I, that's next this level. Odd. That's just like really <laughs> weird, isn't it? And I, wowzers. I do love the term pond scum, though. I'll make sure I keep yeah, continue to throw that in. That's a, that absolute a pond one. scum. <clears throat> All right, we got another putting one here for our friend, uh, Mr. Chalmers. So every once in a while, we talk about uphill versus downhill putts. And I tweeted something out uh, that a six-foot uphill putt is not better than a three-foot downhill putt. And I got a direct message that says, uh, <clears throat> math doesn't know uphill or downhill. Your brain and your psyche know. And that's all that matters with putting. <laughs> math I don't know what that means. Math doesn't know uphill and downhill. It's quite interesting because math totally does determine uphill and downhill. <laughs> even, even the road signs will tell me if I'm going up a steep hill in this country, the percentage of slope of that slope that I'm driving up because it's saying like in the winter don't drive up this slope because it's going to be slippy maths totally does without maths there would be no way of knowing apart from just articulating funny words this is as slopey as a dog's back you know it'd be like that you wouldn't wouldn't be able to articulate slope would you at all without maths so maths basically is slope your funny thing again for you, Lou, is basically, unfortunately for us people who weren't very well educated, that's me here, Greg. I don't, I'm sure you're very well educated, but I certainly am not. I'm just on the golf course all the time. Um, maths boils down to everything. If you really dig deep enough, it all comes back 
to maths, um, and that's a bit annoying. I have direct messages that say otherwise. Disagree. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm on for example, <laughs> for another one here, you can't take math out on the golf course with you. <laughs> you do. You, <laughs> you add up for one. Adding up is maths, isn't it? One uh, shot, two shots. Don't do maths stuff. when you play with me. <laughs> Don't bring that math out here. <laughs> what, what, what did you shoot there, John? I had a six. Don't do maths. Come on. Just tell me, what did you shoot there, John? Not a good enough shot. Uh, reference what? Oh, no, I don't know. Because there's par and that's done on maths awesome. as well. You can't right, here's, maths a, here, here's a little quiz for you guys. I'm curious to see It's um, not a maths quiz, it. is it? It is a math uh, quiz. I'm out. So I got one here from a coach that said, I had a dad tell me his son who is a, a teenager, his son should be inside eight feet every single time from 60 to 80 yards. 60? Can you post, what, What's his can you post what the actual percentage inside eight feet from that distance is? So that's your quiz. So PGA Tour pros from 60 to 80 yards in that window, if they were to hit a series of shots from 60, 61, 62 out to 80 and hit a whole mess of them, what percentage would would end up inside eight feet. Like this is I'm across gonna, all tour pros. I'm going to say 10 balls. I reckon uh, I'm going to go with 9%. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm going what? Like 7%? 25%. Okay. Oh, quarter. 20, We're good. So yeah, what's the scratch? Can, what these about guys a scratch are good. handicapper then, Lou? Have you got it for a scratch handicapper? Uh, I but don't it, have it handy for a scratch handicapper, but. You know, I think it's so important to, you know, we talked about expectations, managing your expectations. So there's a dad out there who's telling his son, you need to be inside eight feet every single time from this distance, from 60 to 80 yards. So uh, scratch handicapper here, 20 to 40 yards. uh, They're averaging, I think, 14 feet. Right. 20 yeah, I don't know how many they get inside inside eight. I, I don't have that handy, but not many. It, is it's it? so misguided for yeah. someone to be telling their son to to you need to be a hundred percent when the best players in the world are twenty five percent. Yeah, like the best players on the planet are one in four, and to be four out of four is that just sets that kid up for some for lots Anger. of challenges. Yeah, and upset, and they're yeah, going to yeah. get frustrated. My dad went to the PGA. Mum and dad went to PGA Championship at Wentworth. You know, it's just gone a few weeks back. And um, we went around for food, and he said, God, 12 feet. These guys just hole 100% of them, don't they, on the greens? 12 feet, 100%. <laughs> no. <laughs> they don't, Dad. But like, I don't know what to say. Yeah. <laughs> like, I think the I think the important thing too when we're watching golf on TV, you're watching guys playing the best. Yeah. Come out and watch me play and trying to make the cut or something, and you'll yeah. see some other stuff, right? Go yeah. watch the guys who are really battling, and you'll see some some more regular club level kind of performances. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. Yeah, that's interesting. Um, with do, your, do we have time for a couple more? Yeah, let's do two more. Let's do two more. All right. Um, let's see here. I got so many to pick from. Um, oh, this is a good one. Uh, and the word analyze here is in quotes. So I don't care how many shots you analyze. I know what I see out there. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I 200 millions, that. not enough. Uh, I love that. I do like that. Uh, that's a good one. Say uh, what you see. <laughs> yeah. We have, this is, a, I think this was a good one. I think this one was actually a compliment. 
Hi, Lou. Uh, not sure if you will read this, but I'm a big fan of all the stats you post. I still stink at golf, but I feel much better about it because of your stats. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's good. Nice. You're confirming nice. his stink, basically. Yeah. <laughs> confirming his stink. So I thought that was a good one. Um, so I do get I do get lots of nice ones, and thank you for all the nice ones. And I do my best to try to get back to everybody, but sometimes there's just so many that. I don't. Um, it's interesting. Uh, the one that you said about the person, which is they say, you know, I know what I see. I think that's such an interesting statement in itself because, you know, this, Greg, and I'm sure you do, Lou, as well, with even your buddies that you play with. People, when they're in their emotionally charged state, which lots of people are on the golf course, they don't see. They literally don't see. The amount of amateurs I've played with that I think, you're playing that shot from that lie, they're not seeing. You know, just basic things like that. So asking them how many eight-footers, how many four-footers, how many did you chip within five-foot or six-foot or ten-foot, they're not even seeing that their ball on the fairways in a slight lie where I'd be pushing that ball back and punching it in there and going to a part of the green where it's going to come in a bit lower and where there's some run out, uh, where they're just hitting their hard nine-iron from there trying to carry it over the bunker. I think, no, no, you're not, you're not seeing anything that you think you're seeing, and that's even in the execution of shots. If we start talking about where that ball should be finishing for your demographic or your projected demographic, as in the kind of handicap you want to achieve, that's the point. And I think that's why, Lou, your Twitter account does so well as well, for many reasons. But one of them is because you'll help people see what they're not seeing. Does that make mm. sense? They're literally Sometimes. not seeing it. My dad's <clears throat> seeing every pro holding putts from 12 feet. So I'm just thinking, oh, God, like they're not. If you're seeing that, you're not seeing that. Um, and, and that's the thing. I think people do play golf in a high state of emotions. Often for lots of people, it's panic. And when we're panicking, we don't see much. Um, you know, think about if you've ever had a little car crash, a little donk with your car, you get out and you're shaking, you can't remember what happened. I think I was in that lane. Was I in that lane? And they came, I think they came from there. Um, you know, you, you in those moments of shock, which I think certainly lots of people play golf in, they don't see. And when people say, you know, that one about, I know what I see, I always say, <laughs> oh. yes. you Because every stat you post within reason, I just think, yep. That makes sense. I see that. Yeah, I think nah. we, we had that intrinsic need to romanticise it too, don't we? Like, yeah. It's like, yeah, no, nah, no, nah, not a mic. He has, he's not seeing us play on Saturday because yeah, yeah. we make everything. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. My one buddy, he's the best putter. In, he never he never misses inside of six feet, yeah. ever. Yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, yes, yeah, so we all see it differently. Uh, one other good one here is I, I posted, This is a, this is an old one. And I had posted an overhead view of a golf hole, and I just uh, sprinkled some stats on there about scoring from different locations. And someone <laughs> reached out to me about that one and, and informed me that math does not work in 2D. <laughs> <laughs> Again, I don't even know what that means. Um, good stuff. And then here's another good one. You think math is all that matters. Math is often wrong, number one, and okay. you, you don't hit the golf ball with a calculator. Yeah. <laughs> That's gold. Yeah. That's What's gold. funny as well, if you think about that, is the amount of calculations gone in to the bit of equipment that they're using to actually hit the golf ball. How do you think they work out 
how to put the weight in different parts of the clubs. It's maths. It's engineering using maths. How do you think they came to understand what um, metals to use and what thickness they should be used? I mean, thickness is measured by maths. (laughs) It's like the face (laughs) is variable thickness and it's measured by maths. Some of the uh, companies, Callaway and others, Cobra, they use supercomputers now. They're using AI to try and design faces to make them hotter for certain demographics. Because the maths is so complex, they're not doing it. They're using supercomputers to do it. So it's like... Nah, so you get the abacus yeah. out. <laughs> Good. So, just so move in the effect, blue one across. In effect, you are hitting it with a calculator. It's just branded and shaped like a golf club. But the maths that has gone into that club is huge. I love that. Yes. I think, I think the other takeaway too is how much the stat hole gets under your skin when you see a number you don't like or see a stat it's you don't you like. It's when you don't like it. That's such a good point, isn't it? When the, the stat, stat lines up with your them. ideas, it's such a good stat. But if the stat challenges your understanding, good learners tend to go, is that right? I'm Oh, maybe I can test that. I'll ask another source. Like they try to work out why that could be thought of as a correct statement the ones who don't want to learn so well just go <laughs> maths doesn't hit my golf ball you mad like they basically call you an idiot i'm saving <laughs> that one i'm going to slide into every comment section on lose tweets now and you don't hit it with a calculator yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> i like that there we, go. well let's we can end on a good one yeah we'll go end on, on a good one so yeah. um i i appreciate all the dms that i get i do get um some colorful ones uh, we mostly shared family-friendly friend- ones today. I get lots of ones that, that aggressive. Uh, wouldn't be able Yeah, aggressive. Yeah. yeah. Um, some of them are very aggressive. But I do get a lot. I, I get far more really good ones than, than bad ones. And here's a great one. Uh, and I posted this not too long ago. Thanks for all you do to post such valuable information. My son, uh, who is 17, will be playing college golf. And we've played hundreds of rounds together. Your Twitter feed is often a topic of conversation as we walk during the rounds. Just know you're very much appreciated. So I, I get uh, messages like that. And thank you very much for those. It really makes my day. And it's it's nice to know that, you know, this nerdy, this this math nerd can, you know, share information that, you know, people enjoy and it helps with their game. So I appreciate all the kind words. Yeah, absolutely. That's good stuff. Well, there you go. I think, I, I, like I said as well, I think for every bad one you get, I mean, defining what bad is, I I personally see the positive in it because I just Yeah, see I get a hundred good ones. Yeah, hundred good ones. One. Yeah, absolutely. So, I, but for every bad one, again, I still see the positive in it. I just think, okay, there's just more conversation to be had. It's good to be challenged. It might not be logical challenging, but there's, it, you still... You know, I know you've got a desire to put information out there to help people, and that's anyone. So um, maybe it's just finding a different way of saying the same thing. That's part of the beauty that I've enjoyed, certainly for years, in making content. How can I say the same thing that I've said for quite a long time in a way that makes that demographic who don't seem to believe this idea believe it? That's challenging, fun, and exciting. There we go. So Lou's DMs, are they going to stay open, Lou? They are going to stay oh, open. They've been open Greg, enough. Greg, let's hit it up. I'm sliding right your, in there. Get, I'm, I'm going to start some my, burner accounts. I've got accounts. a burner account. I'll slide in too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I look forward to it. Listen but, here, Stathole. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. 
There we go. So thanks for everyone who's sending their um, DMs to Lou. That's my, and we'll do another episode of this, I'm sure, in about six months' time when he's had his another spot <laughs> to come through. Um, thanks for listening, as always. We'll catch you in the next podcast. And um, absolutely, if you've got anything to ask Lou in DMs or certainly send your opinion over, just send him over some friendly ones. Make sure we're keeping him happy. <laughs> <laughs>